1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. And I'm Josh. Uh, tonight we have Corey Barnett. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, sir. Uh, cool. He's uh, uh, running the company uh, Savior Outdoors. It's a rod uh, um, flotation device, I guess you call it. And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about his product a little bit and highlight it and all that stuff. So. Welcome to show. Welcome to the show, Corey. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No problem, man. We're glad to have you on. You're, he's actually a returning guest too. So, second yeah, time. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I heard I he's am. got to deal with Jay Randall. <laughs> actually, Jay Randall's down uh, by Peoria this weekend or this week, hunting turkeys for his first time ever. So he's hunting with nice. my father-in-law. Oh, that's cool. So, didn't know that hope he kills one yeah that'd be cool yeah he's getting more into that hunting stuff yeah he is yep. so cool let's uh start out uh 
letting the listeners know who you are, uh, what you do. Uh, do you fish out of a kayak or anything? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, been mainly, I've been really eyeballing it a uh, a couple new kayaks. Um, but man, I don't have time to fish. We've been so busy with um, the marketing and stuff for this. I mean, it's just been impossible so far. So, um, but yeah, but very soon there's going to be a kayak in my life. Heck yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, uh, let's start off uh, let letting everybody know who you are, what you do, uh, background, uh, whatever you want to share. Um, well, I'm. Corey Barnett, I'm the owner of uh, Boomerang Retrieval Devices, and our brand is the Savior Outdoors uh, rod float systems that um, mount to the end of your fishing rod, so it doesn't uh, um, upset the balance or you know the the mess with the sensitivity of or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, the, the in the um, the device we make here in Texas. Um, so it's a home-based business and, um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I do, man. That's, that's my main business, marketing it and selling it and being a small business owner. That's cool. So how did you come up with the idea? I was, um, we talked about this a little bit in the, in the beginning, but, um, back when I was about 12 or 13, man, I, I flipped a boat and me and a buddy of mine, I ended up losing his rod. And I remember thinking back then that, you know, I wish there was something that popped off that and, and uh, you were able to uh, get the rod back. And, um, you know, that idea just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, through the years, uh, growing up fishing and, and um, I fished a lot with my grandpa. My grandpa was a, uh, a um, really good mechanic and we would travel and he would work on race cars. But you know, we, we, I watched my grandma lose probably six or seven fishing rods or throughout my whole life. And then, um, you know, one day my father-in-law ended up dropping one. I was like, man, there's got to be a market for this thing. And I went out and looked at the, uh, rod floats and I put them on for, you know, about a day and, um, I just took it off. I mean, I, I, I just, I just wasn't going to, um, I just didn't want to use them. So, you know, and it just kept the, the, the seed was the light bulb that went off a long time before that and i was like i just got to start pursuing this thing i know i can build something that people will like you know and something that functions well and looks good it doesn't harm the fishing rod in the in the process so yeah and i i like how uh you guys are uh, putting it on the butts of rods it, it keep, keeps it out of the way unlike the actually the rod float that's in josh's background right now <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> those things are obnoxious, man. Your line likes to catch on the Velcro, and yep. it's uh, like I've for some reason I still have one on my spinning rod. Everybody asks me, they're like, uh, "Why do you just have one of those?" And I'm like, "Because I'm so lazy that I can't undo two tiny Velcros and just take it <laughs> off." I had, yeah. I had I had an issue uh, two years ago. My first time I ever went kayak fishing. I had my Cuso. It was the first time I took it out, and I knocked my favorite co spinning combo out of the uh, little rod holder to um, set up that the Cuso has on the sides, and lost that rod. Couldn't get it back. Um, and then fast forward two years after that, 
And one spring, I threw two rods in the water. And when I mean threw, I didn't throw them like on purpose. Uh, my hands were wet. And when I went to cast, I accidentally like bumped um, the reel and clicked it, engaged it. And so with the force of the lure kind of snapping, it twisted the rod out of my hands. I did that twice in the same season. And both those combos cost cost me about 250 bucks each. So uh, after that, I started putting those um, little foam wraparound style flotation devices on them. But man, with with um, with the bait casters, they like to um, just snag on that that little Velcro strap real easy. Um, you know, even at, it wasn't every time because I would turn the tab part of the Velcro like away from the line, and I'd be good to go. But after some time, that thing turns on its own and would turn back up, and I would catch it again and again and again. So I just got tired of it and took them off. And uh, the spinning rod, I didn't have that issue with the spinning rod, the line catching on those Velcro tabs. But uh, the one for my spinning rod, the spinning rod I throw is a medium light. I don't really throw mediums at all. So mm-hmm. the the rod diameter itself is kind of on the thin side. And I'm even, even though I'm using the light setup foam uh, flotation device, it still slides a little bit up and down the rod sometimes. So... I'll go to cast and I think it'll slide up and you'll hear, hear the line like whip against it like real crazy. So, um, yeah, they're pretty obnoxious. So like, I, I remember when Jay started, um, promoting, well, he's been promoting you guys for a while before I knew him, but I remember after I met him and stuff and I was like, dude, you know, tell me how that works. And that was kind of my next question, Corey, like, where did you come up with that idea? Like, how did you engineer that? And like, what did it take to like, put that all together like and describe it because there's a lot of people out there that actually don't even have a clue really how it works until they buy it you know yeah so um i was looking for something had to dissolve um in order to eject a float i mean i i i studied some mechanical engineering i'm not a mechanical engineer um, but I did, st- I did get really proficient at a design software, um, and back home it was pro engineer. And then down here, I started using something else, but what I did was, um, you know, I, I, I pretty quickly found the, uh, Hulky Roberts salt bobbins that they use in the auto inflatable life jackets. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like. You know, I did. I didn't want to use them because they were expensive. I just wanted to try a salt. But after you, after I learned how those things worked, and um, and it took me a few tries to figure out how I could even get them to work because I'm doing something completely different than what they do. I mean, they're they are uh, puncturing a CO2, and I'm releasing something. So, um, but what I basically what i did man is is um i trial and error this thing to death it took me um probably 10 tries to even get it to set off the way i wanted it to (laughs) and um 
I had 10 tries the first time because they only sent me 10 samples of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy, the guy that, that I, I just got lucky and found, you know, got, got on a phone call with one of the guys and said, Hey, at, at that company. And I said, Hey, I'm trying a product out. And he's like, all right, I'm sending you 10. He just wanted to get up and get me off the phone. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I finally came back around and figured out how to get it to work. And I, and, um, you know, it just, it's just trial and error, man. It's research and development. You, you've got to, you've got to, you know, if you want it that bad, you've got to really figure out how to do it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, um, yeah. So, I mean, basically what it does is so, and getting it to set off was one thing. Okay. Um, but controlling when it goes off is, was, has been a completely, new animal you know because just just the part of it of controlling when the water gets to it is it's it's hard and and the hard part about it is is is, um you know you you can do it with a bunch of valves you can do it with a bunch Mm of you know uh with with they've got many valves and i mean i tried everything but um you know, finding this finding this plastic that we use, this porous plastic that we use, um, has been a game changer, man. I mean, it uh, it really has been um, the thing that's kind of set it apart. You know, because I mean, it can withstand the rain. You know, it can withstand the rain. It can withstand the the little shallow dips in the water. You know, okay. land of fish and things like that. But then once it hits, you know, three to five feet, it's gonna boom. It's gonna set off. So. So um, is that like a pressure kind of gauged in that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the porous plastic that we use, it's, it's kind of like a filter and mm-hmm. they use it a lot in the medical field to administer like, um, um, I guess like accurate doses of medicine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I guess when they push on a, on a, uh, a pump and give it a little bit of pressure, it, it, it they can give ac- more accurate, uh, measurements of it is how they explained it to me but all I use it for is in my background is I, I was a commercial diver man I, I mm-hmm. worked on oil rib for a short period of time I worked on oil rigs and stuff like that down here in the Gulf and then I came back up home to Illinois and got into hyperbaric medicine where I learned about atmospheric pressure and things like that hmm. and that's what that's how this thing works it works through the atmospheric pressure so those things are set to allow fluid through at about a pound, pound and a half of pressure, which is about three to five feet. Mm, so, okay. That's kinda, interesting. And it kind of works like your eardrum, man. It's, it's not a, you know, you know, the pressure you feel in the pool when you go down, yep. you go towards the bottom, say three to four feet, that's about the pressure we wanted. And it'll go off, it'll go off at shallower depths than that. But the, it, it, it's um it just takes longer to seep through so it's it's not a closed system you know it, it can never be sealed off completely it's it's gotta allow water to come through at some point but when it's just submerged in water for a period of time it, the water's gonna win it's just like yeah. water everywhere else you know yeah. because it's not completely sealed i mean there's there's cracks around the the bottom not cracks but it can seep in down you know, down by where the spring's at and stuff. But, um, but for a short period of time, that, 
that porous plastic works on it really well. <laughs> Interesting. You, you just a- answered two of the questions I had about the shallow water and then the pressure underneath. underneath. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the big thing, man. That's what, that's what everybody wants to know. Yeah. You know I mean, they're like, you know, how, how do you keep from going off in the rain? And that's uh, that's it. You know, so um, and it, it it actually just became a patent today. Really? Yeah, that that part of it. Yeah. I mean, it, that's awesome. Congrats. That was more. That was. Thank you. That was that was. Um, Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. We've kind of been keeping the whole thing kind of under wraps for a while. Yeah, not, I, not, I, mean, not, I really haven't told many people about how how it really works because we didn't know, you know, what how it would work out, but you know, finally did. So, <laughs> paddle and fin uh, listeners, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> yep, exactly. that's awesome, dude. That's cool. So, um, talk, uh, talking about how it works a little bit. Uh, Drop it in the water. the The salt tablet dissolves, and then a spring uh, pops. Spring, pops spring, it loose. Yeah, the spring fires the float off. So the salt the salt bobbin is actually held in place by a little. We call it the we call it a um, ejector pin, because um, the salt that is in there, it's it's a circle. It's it's round. So it's got three hundred and sixty degrees. If it was any other shape, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But with it being round, um, it's got the the uh, the benefit of that the um, the roundness of it, I guess the the, the three hundred and sixty degrees of of pressure held into it because the screw goes right down through the center, and that little that little ejector pin holds itself in place. And then once that once the once the salt gets just a little bit wet, man, it just fires right off. It's got it's got about thirty to thirty five pounds of pressure spring pressure on it. Oh, geez. So, I mean, and, and that's, that's on purpose, man. I mean, that's one of the things when we were testing it that, um, we wanted to definitely clear it and be able to push a rod up and off of it, um, mm-hmm. to clear way for that float to come up. And I mean, if you watch it on the, um, if you watch it on the, uh, on one of our, I think it's on our web, it is on our website, the the uh, product demo tank Mm -hmm. demo Um, we did that up in Oklahoma a few years back and um, it it fell down perfect and landed on the on the butt of the rod and when it went off it had to shove the rod completely off of it Mm -hmm. to clear away for the float to come up so okay and that's in in 35 pounds of pressure is nothing compared to what they use to puncture in in the um in the auto inflatable life jackets, I mean, they use a lot higher spring pressure to puncture those cylinders. So we're not putting any undue pressure on that, on the salt bobbin at all. Yeah, so, so if somebody accidentally gets it wet and it doesn't go off, just don't, don't look straight at it. Don't turn it in and look right. Don't look into it. She'll <laughs> poke your eye out. I've, I've, had, I've had him pop me right in the face, man. It doesn't, <laughs> hurt. It doesn't hurt. It, there's nothing. It doesn't do anything to you, man. 
it, it pops you in the nose a little bit, but you're like, you know, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was no, the first I mean, thought. If it, if it gets wet, I mean, it, it gives call. <laughs> you know, that's, that's been my biggest thing, man, is I've been the, the uh, customer service that, man, I, I just, I hold myself to, you know, I mean, everybody that ever has a question, I try to answer the question and be as, be as upfront as I can about it, you know, so. I thought you were going to say something, Josh. <laughs> I had to shut so, my um, the flotation device, what is that exactly made of? Like, is it, is it just EVA foam? foam? It's EVA foam. It's just like the handles that are on your fishing rod. Okay. Um, if, if you have foam handles, I mean, it's not, um, we could use cork too, but cork's just a little bit more expensive and the EVA foam gives us the opportunity to, um, be just adapt to more colors. I mean, yeah. the, the thing that's gotten the most attention is like, is the, is the, the different colors that we can match fishing rods to. I mean, mm-hmm. some of these guys are putting these on 400, $450 fishing rods and, you know, they're, they're really wanting, they, they like the whole, uh, color matching thing. And, and, yeah. uh, you know, the things that we're, what we're coming out with now is, is people are really liking, I mean, people are really, um, loving the new, I mean, we got a new GT teal that we just came out with, man. I think I just saw that. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, the, the, uh, the black ones. Yep. That one right there. And I'm a huge racing fan, so if GT means it, as soon as I saw those two colors right there together, if you guys ever seen any old racing pictures of the GT40, it's that color, uh, blue and orange color like that. So that's kind of where I came up with GT teal on it. So. Huh, that's cool. Um, I had a question about uh, the line. It, it, it's a uh, braided line, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how, how many feet? 60 feet. And if you drop that in something that's deeper than uh, 60 feet, will, will the rod, the weight it of the rod pull it up? It will not float the rod. It will not float the rod. So you've got to have more line on there. You get 60 feet from us. If, you, if you're fishing in water that's deeper than that on a consistent basis, you need to strip that off and put a little bit smaller, uh, a little bit, a, a little bit um, lighter, pound test on it and you'll be able to get more we've put up to 140 feet on a um of 10 pound test on on the float okay um so and that's that's a high performance you know 10 pound test we're not using high performance braid i mean we're we our line needs to work once we don't care about we don't care about our braids we don't even care how it fishes (laughs) <laughs> um, we want it to, we want it to do one job, one job only that's to get their rod back from a depth of 60 feet. And if they want to, um, we've done uh, in the past couple of weeks, we've done a couple live videos and showed people how to do, um, put line on the, on the, uh, on the spools and things like that, you know, because it's, it's not a sealed unit, man. You can take this thing apart. It's, it's literally a spring and a float. That's it. And a cup. That's basically all it is. I mean, it's nothing to take it apart, put it back together. Hmm. Um, it's it's a simple system. It's not complicated at all. Um, you know, all you have to do to get to anything is just unscrew it. And um, okay. 
you know, it's, it's, it's that simple. Now are the, uh, floats themselves like, um, like a high vis type of color that you can easily see it. The orange, yellow, green reds are, but our probably our most popular float color is black. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. So, um, you know, Hey, yeah, that, that one right there that you're showing me the, 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 uh, silver one with, uh, the black float is probably our number two seller right now. Probably cause it matches rods better than it matches a lot of fishing rods. Yeah. Um, but that's probably where I'm, I'm different than most people. I'd probably go neon even if it didn't match my rod, you know? Just yeah. just for that reason to be able to see it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would probably be too, because I have such bad eyesight. I'd be like, I don't I don't see it. And everybody'd be like, it's right there. And I'm like, I still don't see it. Like <laughs> <laughs> if it was a snake, it would have bit you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's um I've never I I've never understood it, but I'm not gonna ask the question. If they like black floats, man, they can have black floats. There you go. I, I tell you what, man, out of out of um it, it, those have just been selling like crazy. We just got the new, we just got the new, uh, the new black floats in. They're kind of rounded at the top and um, gone through almost a whole bag full of them already. So that's awesome. This, uh, th- some of these designs look different. Is that for different uh, diameters of rods? No, they the the um, the two designs that you'll see in there is a split grip and a full handle. The full mm-hmm. handle are the full handles with the with the with the blunt nose, mm-hmm. with the blunt nose on them. Um, they are designed to mate right up to a, a full core handle rod. Okay. So, um, and then the split grips are made for um, the uh, you, the split grips, the the one with the little nub handle on the end. Mm-hmm. So, so they they fit any any rod then, without an issue. Not well. They have to. It, it's we're mainly focused at the at the uh, at kayak bass fishing. So yeah. I mean those those size rods. Yeah, but no. As far as going, um, we can get them to fit on any size rod, but um, they'll fit on most of the conventional bass fishing rods. When you get up into like the swim bait rods and, and the extra heavy, yeah, um, like seven um, o extra extra heavies, you know they they fit, but you gotta you gotta work on them a little bit. But what we've been doing with with the ones that are bigger than that, because we got a lot of guys that that love swim baits, and um, you guys know Richie Lockery. He he's the one. Yeah, that, he's the one who kind of started all this. Um, we um, sleeve them with a, either a broken off fishing rod or you can use um, like a golf club extension. We've just discovered that people are using too. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can get them to fit on any fishing rod. Okay, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't know if you guys were going to ever get into like the saltwater game or anything with it or not. The thing is with saltwater, I mean, I would be, my designs would be a lot smaller, but I mean, we've got to pack fishing line on there. Yeah. We've got, we've got a pack fishing line on there. And the thing is with saltwater is 
how deep do we, how many feet of line do we put on there? Yeah, it could be a lot sometimes. You know, exactly. And that, that braid is so expensive, you know. I mean, I, I get it that those rods are expensive too, but, you know, I mean, yeah, we could figure something out definitely, but is it going to be bigger than the reel that's already on there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if uh, I could see putting four or 500 feet on one, but, man, we have to find a good, a good line supplier. <laughs> oh yeah yeah um i had a question i just forgot it <laughs> i do that all the time <laughs> but uh well i i guess i got one uh do you uh, so these things do they come with it like any kind of like glue where you glue them on the rod yeah yeah we send the we send the epoxy with you um you get directions you know and it's it's simple it's it's fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It is as simple as um, you're cutting a probably a dollar fifty if it's a really nice um, <laughs> grip on there or it, 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 like 25 cents worth of cork off to get these things on. You're, you're gluing to a blank post is what mm -hmm. you're doing. You know, that's, that's what you're trying to get to. Um, sometimes you may have to trim a little bit of the rod, which most of your fishing rods, some of your fishing rods that you buy on the market, I mean, a lot of them have been trimmed anyways from the manufacturer. I mean, they, they um, use, I mean, when we were made, when I was doing our fishing rods, which we're, we're talking to some companies about getting these put on their fishing rods. Um, but what they do is, I mean, to make a 7.0 medium heavy, a lot of a lot of companies like we did, we used a 7.3, and we had a 7.3 medium heavy and a 7.7.0 medium heavy. Mm -hmm. you know? And um, so, I mean, trimming a, and and a lot of times you're not trimming more than maybe a quarter inch to maybe a half an inch off the back of that fishing rod, and then there, it makes no difference whatsoever. You never feel it, and yeah. you. And in most cases, you're never you're never losing any length or anything like that, you know, um, as far as the the length of the of the rod goes, because we make it all up with the retrieval device, <clears throat> and um, you know, the weight sometimes changes just a touch, but I mean, people people get used to it, and they after they fish with it just once once or twice. So. Yeah, I see a lot of guys in like all the forums, like the kayak bass fishing group. They're like save your outdoors, try these. And then other guys are like, I don't want to cut these off my rods. And I'm like, cut, cutting the, the, the cork off these rods, is, it can't be that hard to where it like should like worry somebody. You know what I mean? So No, I mean, and, and you know what? I, I get it. I understand that, mm -hmm. that cutting that cork off is, is a difficult thing to think about doing. Um, but my main goal when I designed this thing was I'm not giving up anything that uh, any of the aspects of the fishing rod to save my fishing rod. I don't lose my rod that much. 
mm-hmm. to say that I'm going to destroy everything about it with, sorry, man, I don't mean to talk about your rod floats, but with, but you know, I'm, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't want to destroy the, the sensitivity of the fishing rod to save it in the event that it ever went overboard. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it wasn't something that, that I was willing to give up just to save it, you know, but I always, you know, I knew, I knew I could build something that, you know, when some, when I did drop my rod, that I had a darn good chance of getting it back. You know, yeah. that's, that's always been, that's always been my thing, my, my, um, my thought behind it, you know, is, is I'm not giving up, I'm not giving up the whole, the, I'm not giving up all the aspects of that fishing rod to save it. You know, yeah. I, it's, it's, if it happens, you know, I've never seen anybody watch a fishing rod fall in the water and be like, oh, good. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, but, I did by the third time. <laughs> that's how Dude, I want that rod anyway. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, exactly, I wasn't happy but, about it, but it was kind of like, oh, man, not again. No. Uh, <laughs> did both times, both times, both my buddies were like, I'll get in and get it. And I'm like, dude, it's 56 degree water, bro. <laughs> like, it's it's yeah, not worth not it. Getting it, man. Yeah. <laughs> not getting it, man. That's funny. You know, and, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's the thing, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't giving any of that up. And, and if it took, and if it took me making a huge mistake by designing it that way, so be it. But I wasn't giving that up. You know, I stuck to my guns. You know, my patent attorney said I was nuts. <laughs> no, I, I didn't care because, I mean, I have it designed as a clip-on, man. You can go right into, you can go look at my patent, and it's it's a clip-on. I mean, it's in Google Patents right now, um, public public knowledge. And huh. the first design on it is a clip-on to the backbone of the fishing rod. And the next one is going to the, to the back end of it. And that's, you know, that's the where i stuck to you know, i wasn't i wasn't giving it up heck yeah it's a good idea man i i, I like it i want some myself <laughs> but um, i know who can get you some yeah <laughs> i know now <laughs> <laughs> so what um do you care to share the pricing on the uh retrieval systems yeah um the retail the um just our basic um when i say basic i mean we haven't painted them we we get the the bare plastic bodies and we pad print them those are 24.95 any color float you want float color doesn't matter everybody gets 60 feet of line um they're 24.95 and then the painted ones that we're doing are 27.50 i believe yeah, I think or twenty seven ninety five, twenty seven fifty or twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven fifty or twenty seven ninety five, and um, you can find it at sales or you can find it at saveyouroutdoors.com. Oh, and to reload them, um, everybody asks how much it is to to reload one once it goes off. Um, they're eight ninety five to to reload one, and um, <clears throat> one of the thing, one of the other questions that people ask is, you know, how long do those because and it's and it's a valid question because um, in life jackets the the salt the salt bombs that we use have like a three year shelf life mm-hmm. so um, we're not saving lives here we've had these things loaded on guys fishing rods for close to five years now that fish in all kinds mm-hmm. of 
weather and situations and you know so um the it works the 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 waterproofing or the water suppression system i think is the best way to describe it that I, we were talking about earlier um mm -hmm. it works um and it if i don't care uh we're not saving saving lives if it still works after three years keep using it you know so yeah. um you know there, there really is no time limit on us man we're not saving lives so. um I remember you talking in regards to like shallow versus deep water. Doesn't that affect also like how quickly that the float is um, ejected? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So as the pressure builds, obviously more water is going to get forced in there. Um, and yeah, the shallower it is, um, I mean, it can sit in a foot of water for, I mean, I've seen them sit in the back of kayaks all day, you know, mm. and, and not go off. Not saying that they didn't get wet and eventually go off, but you know the guys that didn't, the guys that didn't know about them being in in water, you know, is sometimes has um, has done that. But yeah, the deeper it goes, the quicker it goes off. So you know when it starts hitting three to five feet, the water's going through and it's it's coming, it's it's going off. Once it hits about five feet, it's it's instant. I mean, it's oh, yeah. You, yeah. It, when when you when um in most cases when you drop it in like 15 feet of water the float is usually at the surface before the rod is hit the bottom so you can still see when when the uh when the you can still see line coming off the float as it's sitting on the top and then the rod's still sinking okay so so say it drops in about three feet of water how long do you estimate that it takes um about 30 seconds okay and when point. it hits and when it and and so but when it hits about five feet it's almost instant midway usa brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices if you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Yeah. I mean, that's the drastic change. That's the curve. So, I mean, sitting in a foot of water, it could sit there for hours, but in that deep water, you can reach down and pick it up. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, two feet of water, it's going to be about, it, it may it may take five minutes may, may take maybe even less than that um but and it just depends on kind of the clarity of the water mm -hmm. um the uh you know how um it, it just the clarity of the water and and uh you know whether there's if there's current sometimes or not can can affect it usually current makes it happen quicker um, mm, depending on which way sense. the and, and depending on which way the the float fell in, if it's facing uphill current, something like that, um, can can help it to force water in there. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's if you can't reach down and pick it up, it's probably coming back to you pretty darn quick. So. <laughs> yeah. So going back to the reload kit, what what all does that include? Uh, a spring and a. Um, Hockey Robert salt bobbin. Okay, that's it. 
that's that year year we um we were wanting to when we first designed it we were wanting to not lose the spring yeah but it just proved to be so much more of a difficult um way to manufacture for me in the beginning um so more than likely you you lose the spring mm-hmm. um but you know we send one back with you okay didn't i didn't know that that's that's interesting yeah so and and i mean it it, it just works better all that stuff's in there it's 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 not loose but it's not bound up you know i mean it's it, it yeah. all kind of works loosely in there together and then once it fires off i mean it's just got a clear unobject unobstructed path out so it's just um it's just smoother that way so i i i just came across uh your savior action uh camera retriever you guys make them for gopros too yeah um that's awesome i'm out of stock of those okay i'm actually kind of reworking those because um they're just they don't gopros don't sync exactly the same way that a fishing rod does yeah um so when the when the float a fishing rod always sinks um the the real side the handle side mm-hmm. it flips over upside down and the the real or not upside down a, a bait caster flips upside down a spinning reel stays the same way but it just it just falls butt first and goes straight down in the water and it kind of goes down at an angle and that's that's fine because i mean basically what we're talking about with all this is is basically like an upside down cup of water you know mm-hmm. when, when you stick when you when you're a kid you'd stick a, a an upside down cup in the, in the tub and it'd hold air that's what we're kind of overcoming with this you know and and when when the cameras fall in um what they do is the the, the float the the savior becomes the lightest thing on there and it ends up sticking straight up in the air and it just takes a, a little bit deeper water for those to go off because it, the, the, all the air gets forced up to the top where the salt cabinet cavity is, and it's just harder for them to go off. So we're, I'm working on those um, right now as we speak. Um, we're we're kind of working on a, a little bit different fence system for them so that they, they work a little bit better. And, and for the camera people, um, a lot of the camera people don't really care about the reload system. They just want mm-hmm. to keep buying you know full shafts the the shaft that goes in there yeah kind of do we're gonna kind of do it where you just you don't have to do all that you can just put a new you can just put a whole new um body on there and it not be 50 bucks every time i don't want to do that to people yeah you know, I, I want i want them to be able to reload it quick and it not have to be you don't have to go through all that like you do on a fishing rod on a fish and, and, and on those on those type of things i mean they're not really all that worried about weight where you know a um a fishing rod that's all we're worried about is the weight you know we want to keep yeah. i want to keep it as light as possible so that's why we epoxied on and and uh you know keep as many pieces off of it as we can as simple and keep it as simple as we possibly can so well, I think we're winding down. Unless well, Josh has anything else. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any new products or anything you'd like to showcase? I don't have any new products, man. We are working on some stuff, though. Um, we've got some ideas to 
you know, we've been listening to our customers the whole time. Um, I know um, some things that they're looking for um, and we're working on it. Um, we've been working on some things. I can't really say anything right now, but yeah, we, we, I can't, I can't give you anything to showcase though, man. <laughs> we'll, ha- we'll just have to have you back on when you release all that info. Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. Yeah. You're always welcome back whenever if you ever Thanks, have anything. Guys, I appreciate it. I appreciate Not a it. problem. Sorry. I Got- was late. Oh, <laughs> don't worry about it, man. So, uh, uh, before you go real quick, I, you, do you have uh, anywhere where people can find you, uh, social media and stuff like that? Yeah, um, you can saveyouroutdoors.com is our website, S-A-V-U-R, outdoors.com um, is our website. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, both of them, Save Your, and Facebook, Save Your Outdoors. Um, and we don't have a Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I don't think the uh, fishing uh, universe is really on Twitter. No, no, <laughs> but, no. I, it's too much for me. I I got two of them. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The two the two important ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Corey, I appreciate you coming on and talking about the products. Um, it's definitely, guys, something you guys should check out. Um, especially when you start really getting into fishing and start spending a lot of money on your rods and reels or even your GoPros. So um, pay attention to Save Your Outdoors. They'll be, you know, re-releasing their GoPro float soon. And, um, you know, just keep that in mind, man. It's, uh, you know, Jay, Jay's always <clears throat> really talked highly of you guys. And, you know, he's always been telling us, you know, you guys got to try this out. And so we thought we'd bring you back on the show and kind of go more in depth in regards to the product itself so i do appreciate you coming back thanks guys i appreciate it yep i appreciate it and uh i guess we'll end it here uh we'll see you guys next thursday tune in tomorrow for the real down and uh have a good weekend awesome guys thank you see ya Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.